yeah, the people who are, you know, playing the game day in, day out, and they're just like non-stop, just repeating the same thing, you know, game's dead, game's dead, this is awful, look at this, no loot, no loot, you know, dynamically, oh, the game's dynamically dying, blah, 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 all the hilarious, <laughs> hilarious yeah, yeah. things oh, that people have been saying about dynamic it. Dynamic like, viewership. crazy. I think I was talking to the church about it um, last time, and I just said, you know, it's a really bad sign that I've basically stopped going on Twitter as much, and I'm back on Reddit more. Um, that's like... <laughs> I mean, that's the start days <laughs> that's, when, that's when you spend more time that's on the Reddit than you do on the talk on Twitter. Because it really, I think that's... Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continued focus on developing the game, patch up analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a content creator named Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a talk of YouTuber helping everyone get better at the game. And welcome back. Today we have with us Dan Exert. Welcome. And thank you for joining us. Um, Hello. It's a pleasure. Uh, remember, yeah, it's been a long time since uh, since we had you on when we had like a ton of people uh, right at the beginning of of kind of you know the, the formation of this podcast in the first place. So it's uh, exciting to get you to get you back on. Um, yeah, how have you been? What's uh, what's going on in in uh, your world of, of EFT right now? Yeah, good. I, I don't feel very well today, as you can see. I I look and feel like shit. Um, but no, it's been good. Like, there's been lots of like events going on, and um, I've been. It's been really nice to kind of gauge the community's reactions to all the different changes and and you know how how dynamic and fluid Tarkov has been over the last couple of months. So uh, yeah, no, Tarkov's been good, and it's been good to see like people's different. Um, you know, like takes on how the game's going and, and what they think to the game and, and the direction of the game and stuff like that. Like, it's always interesting, uh, especially now as like an emissary, um, to gauge the community and the player base's feedback, you know, because obviously being being an emissary, it's like my job in a lot of ways to like take information from the player base and then present it to BSG. Um, and there's been a lot of like surprising um bits of feedback and stuff that i never really expected so yeah it's been good it's been an eye-opener and it's been um it's been a challenge you know um content wise because you know as we all know not much has changed this wipe and there wasn't a lot of things that have been added um so it's been like for me it's been a really good exercise to try and um practice you know making the content myself rather than relying on on what the game's providing and Mm -hmm. just sort of you know keep people entertained and, and teach people um, the way that I like to play the game and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, last time we had you on, you were just a Sherpa and now you've upgraded to an emissary. And I think I've heard you mention that it was sort of like, kind of like always like unofficially you were an emissary and it was just sort of like, yeah, we just need to get it official. Like it was sort of like written on paper, but it wasn't public. Yeah, um, so I was a Sherpa for, I don't know, about a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good. I mean, I, I was Sherpaing people in Tarkov for years before like, I was actually approached. And uh, Sleepy from the Sherpa team at the time was like, oh, do you want to be a Sherpa? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then, because I was doing it anyway. I was doing Sherpa yeah. stuff anyway. And then that just made it sort of more official. Um, and I think a lot of content creators do kind of do the job of an emissary just sort of naturally like they look after their Mm. communities and they kind of like take information from the devs and then and then circulate that around and you know try and translate 
um, not necessarily translate, but like interpret the changes and, and, and distribute the information and stuff like that. So, you know, I think, yeah, I think I've been doing sort of Sherpa and emissary stuff for years unofficially. And then recent, like relatively recently, um, that's sort of been recognized. And I've been, you know, I was invited to both programs. Like I never applied. I was just doing it anyway. And they was like, well, you're doing it anyway. So, you know, how about coming and doing it official? And I was like, yeah, cool. So here we are, you know, good times. Yeah, that is, that is super, super cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess there's like a few different things we want to talk about, but given that we're talking about like emissary and shipper program already, I mean, I'm, I know I'm for one, you, you maybe you can't answer like everything about it. I'm not actually sure exactly how tightly controlled it is, but like I'm kind of interested as to the process between, you know, you going out for feedback and, you know, I've seen, I've seen different emissaries and, and people asking, you know, the community for various things or just like watching feedback and taking that back to um, the devs. Like, how does that actually work for like you as an emissary group? Do you guys like get together or is it kind of you each on an individual basis? You just give your feedback and that's kind of it. And they just say thank you and take it on board. Like, how, how does that actually function, like your relationship with BSG? Yeah, it's very team based. Um, there's like a whole team of emissaries from all over the world and we all work like really closely together to um like collect information um and like yeah i mean obviously i can't go into too much detail <laughs> is you know some some stuff is classified uh <laughs> but you know for the most part it is you know it's really really team based really team orientated um and we'll all kind of like get our heads together and there's like different meetings that happen um from time to time and um yeah, it's, it's essentially, you know, we just collect as much information as we can. And then mm-hmm. once we've got that information, we we work to try and um, like present that in a way that's like useful for BSG. So, you know, if, if the community is going, oh, we really hate this change. It's so bad. And we hate scavs and we hate customs and we hate this and that. And instead of instead of like messaging or like putting all our information in and saying like, you know, the player base hates customs or the player base hates scabs. Like we, we sort of like look at what everyone's saying and then going, okay, so what do they not like about these particular things? And and then, you know, we, we liaise with the community and work on um, like basically uh, presenting mm-hmm. the passion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we present yeah. that passion. We, we, we take that passion and then we turn it into like, useful feedback if that makes sense um because yeah. it's really easy to say i really hate this weapon i really hate this gun it's so right. bad but you have to go well, why do you hate it what don't you like about it or if, or if they say i really love this i really love this site like what do you really like about that site what do you really like about the this particular feature um and then getting getting the community to talk uh community to talk in that way and just kind of like try and get that information and then extract the the details um then we put all that together and then we like present it as a as a team and we have like different meetings and stuff so yeah it's it's good it's hard it can be really difficult because mm-hmm. you know how you know video gamers can be um it, it can be quite difficult to try and like you know make sense of everything but it's a it's a really good challenge and like you know being able to to directly approach um you know the dev team and stuff with with feedback and stuff is really cool and is a really big responsibility as well you know making sure sure that they get the information that they need and and deserve from from the player base so you're kind of like that makes a lot of sense you know ears close to the the ground i guess in terms of like what the community is saying and your your job is to sort of like present that to bsg in a 
way that they can sort of like filter through all the noise of you know everything right yeah precisely, precisely. okay that's cool yeah i mean yeah because i think um Nikita is like for you he's spoken in the past about him so filtering through stuff himself on reddit and stuff and he's like even if people complaining you know usually there's like there's a root cause somewhere that causes people to give these things and you're kind of helping with that filtering process i suppose um it just like out of interest because i actually you know i know like i see different emissaries and um and kind of uh i guess people who are even more bsg affiliated like people who work their staff and that kind of thing you see them like pop up on twitter and like you kind of know a few of them but i'm not actually sure exactly what the scale of the team is because i guess you have you know emissaries for each region like do you actually know how many there are like how many of you are there like 40 like 50 that would kind of be my impression um um i don't know i don't know the exact number i'll be completely honest with you but like there's there's at least a couple of us for each country Oh, okay. So I'd probably say there's probably more than 50 of us, but probably less mm. than 100, I guess. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, each, just to give you an idea, the UK and Ireland has four. Mm. Uh, myself, Philbo, Iron Fist and Walker. Um, and we cover the UK and Ireland. Um, and then... You know, you've got guys from Canada. Obviously, uh, Geeks is a is Canadian emissary. Um, you've got guys from like France, uh, Germany. Um, so Peak is a German emissary. Um, yeah. So each kind of like at least each language has got like a couple of people, you know, to um, work with like translations and and stuff like that. Because a lot of it is is you know uh, transmitting information as well and like tra- translating. Um, uh, news updates and uh, information like that to uh, to the community. So, like, you know, it's really important to have a couple of guys at least from each language to be able to like translate stuff and 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 put it out there. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably over fifty, probably over fifty of us. Yeah, yeah. I don't That's know exactly because yeah, like I only really see like the the uh, you know the UK emissaries, I suppose, partly just because of you know the twitter echo chamber or something just it filters me and says <laughs> oh these are the guys you're probably interested in so like i'm not really aware of any of the the german or french emissaries and they probably you know they're, they're, as you say they're posting in their own language and stuff so they just don't really appear on my feed unless someone's specifically like a, a, a large content creator in their own right then um i guess sometimes you just don't necessarily see that if you're not in that region so that's why i was just intrigued um but like in terms so this is actually probably a more interesting question in some ways though across the spectrum of emissaries do you think that there's like a broad representation like sort of like the average emissary what do you think that they do you think they're similar to yourself in terms of like the way that you see the game or do you do you feel that there is actually like a a, a broader spectrum of um of play styles and that represented within the within the emissary space or because because i can almost almost feel that people who are that involved in the game and players like yourself who play in a certain way and what I would what I would deem really to be kind of you know the the, the battle state way you know the way that Nikita wants the game to be um I guess like to put it more bluntly like how many like shift of new type chat players actually are there within the emissary group is that group represented and like is that is that actually important I'm not sure but um, I, I think maybe it would be kind of interesting because that's normally where you see kind of the divides in the community especially at the moment yeah no I, I completely understand where you're coming from um there's there's a whole range of of players like you know the the emissary team is full of people from all over the world as you could imagine with all different backgrounds in different FPS games and different like playstyles and stuff like that um 
again without seeing everybody play and like without understanding without really hmm. approaching them with this question it might be quite difficult to answer but i would yeah. say that the um i would say that pretty much every sort of like play style if you like is 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 represented amongst the emissaries like there's no how do i like explain this there's no there's no there's no like vibe of like oh shift w players are the worst like we don't like them or <laughs> we really hate people that do this like there's none of that there's no there's no like mm-hmm. divide within the emissaries like everyone's just kind of everyone kind of just gets on with their own way that they like to play the game and and you know the the whole thing about being an emissary is is understanding that the game is bigger than you like the game the game will exist you know for forever if you like like the game's always going to exist and like it like the gate we're not we're not trying to tailor the game for how we like to play like mm-hmm. i when i when i give feedback I'm not saying, you know, the, the feedback that I give, it's not like, oh, I think that people should not be able to run so fast because I don't like, it's not like that at all. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's you know, it's very, um, objective isn't the right word because it, it's it's the community's opinions and, and everyone that we speak to is their opinions that they're given us. So it's not objective. It's like impartial. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how we like to play the game, you know, we always do our best to make sure that what people are saying is is represented. Does that make sense? So, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, do you know what I'm saying? It's it's impartial. It's more. Um, this is what the community is saying uh, from from my uh, from my sample size to the people that I've spoken to um, about this particular issue. Like this sort of percentage is saying this, that sort of percentage is saying that. It's not It's not really influenced by us as Tarkov players, if that makes sense. So there's no, like, bias yeah. there. I know, I know what you're... Mm-hmm. I know where the question's going. Like, I know, I know, I understand what you mean. And, um, but no, there's no, there's no, like, bias um, that I've seen at all, you know? The only, th- the only real thing, if, if there was to be a bias, the only real thing is, like, we all obviously hate cheaters. Like that's the only thing that we're all kind of like unified mm-hmm. about. Like we all don't like cheaters, and we don't like um, people that do that uh, because it ruins the game. So you know that's really the only thing that we're kind of you know um, biased about in in that sense. But I think ninety nine point nine percent of the player base is anyway. So you know exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I. So. <laughs> That kind of brings me to our to the next topic I want to talk about, and um, I've always sort of like felt that you, Dan, have always sort of taken that impartial stance when it comes to um, discussing various topics, and I I can really respect that and appreciate it um, because it is very like I myself am struggling with this a lot. <laughs> it's just like I have my own. I, I've realized that I have my own taste. And that's fine. Um, and, you know, I'm whatever I, you know, I can voice them, but ultimately it's up to BSG. And I don't, I, I don't want to stand in the way of them, you know, creating something new and something that's like, you know, not following the trends and such, because, you know, no, no, tr- no, um, 
really like breakout game ever followed a trend. You know, it did something new to really stand out from the crowd. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and it's like I'm starting to see that more, but it's, it is it is so hard because I have my own taste, but I'm trying to like swallow the baby food. You know, I'm I'm trying, and it's really yeah. not. I mean, that's like exaggeration. It's not like, oh my god, this is unbearable. I can hardly, you know, eat this. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know what you're saying. You know, with when you're in a position of like responsibility over a community, or like you head up a head up a community, you know, it it can be quite easy to influence people mm-hmm. and. And want the game in a, I think want the game to go in a certain way because you enjoy it that way. Um, but you're absolutely right in what you're saying. Like we do need to, we do need to remember, like, you, you, if you want a game to stand out, like you say, from the crowd, like it needs to be, it needs to have its own identity. Right. It needs to be its own thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And you know, um, when you, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know say any names uh with regards to any games that are you know uh coming out soon or anything like that (laughs) but there there is a particular game um which i genuinely feel that it's lost its identity and what it's done is uh the developers have decided to maybe copy another style Mm -hmm. of video game and for me personally, like, I'm not interested in that. Like, if I wanted to play that game, I would go and play that game. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think it's incredibly important, especially for a game like Tarkov. And I always try and compare Tarkov to something like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. where it has its its identity. It has its kind of, like, allure, if you like. Like, people, you know, when people speak about Dark Souls, they, you know, especially players like me that are really inexperienced with that kind of, like, genre... I would always describe as Dark Souls and and games like that as being really difficult and challenging. You know, like Neo, for example, um, I found it incredibly difficult but satisfying when you sort of learn the game, um, and that's what gives it its kind of identity. Like it yeah. being difficult and and relatively inaccessible. Like that's what gives it its its kind of um, identity in a lot of ways. So, excuse me, one sec, guys. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely truth to that. I mean, also, Dark Souls at the time, I guess Demon Souls especially, was just like, there was nothing like it, both in terms of difficulty and just like the presentation of the game. You know, it was just so yeah. unique. And now there's the the famous line is like, oh, this is a Souls-like game. You know what I mean? Like every game is yeah, like exactly. taking a piece like of this, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, this this game is like... Mm-hmm. dark souls and it's in its difficulty and and that kind of makes people go oh right. i like dark souls like i like that kind of game i like that difficulty i like that challenge um and they go yeah i'll i'll try that out i'll give that game a go you know and it's like you know with this unnamed game that i'm not gonna say about <laughs> like it's it's like another like it, for me it feels like a different game which i don't particularly enjoy and i won't mm-hmm. be going and playing that game as much as i was hoping to do you know what i'm saying and it's the identity and it's what the game is like trying to be about and and 
you know, my my main thing is like I don't want Tarkov to lose its identity. Identity. I don't want Tarkov to lose the the thing that makes it great. Is is the fact that there is nothing like it. There's right. nothing. You know, there's no, no game has come close. Um, and I'm I'm speaking from from my own personal experience. Uh, but no game has come close for me. Like Tarkov has ruined all <laughs> FPS games. Like I play another FPS game and I'm just like, I wish I was playing Tarkov. Mm-hmm. You know, because it just doesn't feel the same. Like Tarkov has its own thing, and that's really important in my opinion to preserve that and 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 nurture it, and you know, not let it become just another you know clone right sort of thing you know yeah it's interesting because i i i think i have a hunch of what you're referring to and um (laughs) i saw i saw a clip on twitter and i was absolutely shocked how similar the gameplay and sort of the things you could do looked to other games like like if if the color palette was changed i would not be able to tell the difference and i was i was actually i was actually really surprised um because i i've seen some footage but i didn't see anyone playing it to that extent and it was just like wow that's (laughs) wow yeah so yeah it's almost like in a blind test you wouldn't be able to tell the two games apart Um, yeah yeah and that's not a good thing in my opinion uh it's great for the it's great for the companies making the games and stuff because they're going to be raking in a load of money. Mm-hmm. But you know, as as players, you know, do we do we really want every game to be the same? You know, and just with mm-hmm. a different color palette or a different you know style of you know graphic style or, or whatever. So yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty upsetting, really, um, especially when you're kind of like really looking forward to something releasing for years you're like really hyped up about something like oh yeah finally we have this thing that i was really looking forward to and it's like that wasn't what i was expecting it to be and yeah that is upsetting man and but i guess you know that's that's the way a lot of these bigger games are going nowadays and and that's just something i really don't want to happen to talk of you know yeah yeah it, it's funny i just watched a video essay on uh, I guess it's like gamifying life in a way, but it was sort of like talking about how like these companies, like they, they he used Microsoft as, as an example. And uh, I guess the CEO at the time or someone in charge was just like sort of mocking, you know, iPhones or, or Apple's iPhone. And, um, and then in a later interview, he was like, yeah, that was such a big mistake. We didn't really like pursue that market. And now, you know, Samsung and iPhone have sort of like overtaken us. And um it's it's this idea of like when you're you know there's like two types of games. There's like a finite game, like an infinite game. And you know the finite game is just like your and and I guess in like business you the finite game really doesn't exist. Like you can't just be static with the status quo if that makes sense. You know, you're constantly trying to sort of like innovate and and refine and make you know make something better because you never just win otherwise you become like blockbuster like blockbuster had an opportunity to buy netflix at the time and gosh i bet they wish they (laughs) they did that yeah yeah, kicking themselves yeah yeah. well for years yeah And, and so it's like you know if we apply it to like the games you know maybe that game referring to is trying to really do that finite thing like yes this is the thing that works this is, you know, this is what the people want, and then maybe Tarkov is doing a little bit more of the, the uh, infinite thing where it's like, you know, this is something 
new we're we're sort of advancing the the art form and and the technology and and the medium really so so yeah. kind of the thing of like the you know the sure thing versus you know just trying something out and that's what EFT's always been about and I do mm-hmm. think that's probably one of the reasons why you, you know I've seen like there's there's like murmurings here and there you know you've got like hazard zone potentially coming which is like you know, Tarkov inspired and then yeah. there's, a, there's another RPG I can't remember what it was called now that it was like you know a sort of similar Tarkov inspired kind of thing and I know that with um I think like uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm off base on this because uh, I wasn't really following it that closely um, early on. But I think because like, New World was supposed to be a lot more PvP oriented and actually sort of similar in some ways, right? Originally in the original mm-hmm. game design, it's quite hard to make a game like Tarkov to actually function. Um, and the way that the Tarkov exists with the modding system and all that kind of stuff is very difficult to replicate. So even though I think we might see more Tarkov inspired games in the future, like you're saying about the you know oh it's like a yeah, Souls type game, I don't know actually how many we're going to get to. I think maybe eventually we'll we might get one or two, but they're just like it's just really difficult game to make you can see from yeah, the other studios now they're going fine well we're just gonna you know we're just gonna replicate the successes of things like apex legends and you know the other games of its of its time because it's what people like we know people like it so we'll release it and we know people play it yeah you know and we can make people spend however much on it up front and, and that's and that's fine and we know it's gonna be a success and it's okay and yeah you lead studios like battle state to make the you know the new the new stuff the proper stuff i don't know i think that's something that Occasionally you get something really big and really new out of the big studios, but it's it's it is tough for them because they're you know they've got like you know quarterly earnings and all this kind of other stuff, right? They, right. They can't right. just um, they can't just do whatever they like. So it's it's a it's kind of a, a difficult thing. You kind of rely on these like indie studios, which I know Battlestage is now much bigger than that, but you know they were very small when they started out clearly, um, and so you're kind of relying on them to for the innovation and you know to bring something that's new and different or whatever and you know you have like PUBG that it went on DayZ and then Fortnite came come from uh, from the two of them and that exploded out of nowhere and it's free to play and it's just like yeah that, that's kind of where the disruption happens so yeah I mean I always think about it like I always compare it to different art forms as well like for example you know you've got like big Hollywood blockbuster movies um, and then you've got like cult classics that were not huge films but mm-hmm were amazing in their own right um now this this brings me on to another point i'm glad that we actually have ended up going this way because like the way that i think of the the concept of success um i know a lot of people now i had a chat with a couple of guys about this over over, as you can imagine probably over the last couple (laughs) of weeks um but like the concept of success and like what makes what makes like a product successful um is is kind of like largely dependent on your on your concept of what defines success. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that I've spoken to or I've read the comments from, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, for Tarkov to be successful, it needs to be, you know, it needs to sell as many copies as it can, and it needs to be on, you know, the the most played game on on a viewed game on twitch and it needs to have like a million players concurrent all at all times mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing and you know that i don't necessarily agree with that because you know when i think about success i think about like what did what did i intend to do like what did i set out to do in the beginning um and did i succeed in in doing that you know is you know did did i did i do something that's like super popular and super hugely uh viral or or whatever 
um or or you know did i succeed in in going out and and doing the thing that i set out to do um and that's where i think that there's a bit of like a divide and there's a little bit of um i don't know if confusion is the right word but a lot of people don't agree with each other on on what what? Like how, like like how to measure the success of Tarkov? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like the oh yeah, I see. You see a lot of people on Twitter as well, like saying, "Oh, there's you know, there's only so many people watching the game right now, and that means that the game's not doing very well." And it's like, well, that's not that's not the case. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like I come from a time where there was about a thousand viewers total at any one time. There's mm. a, like on a on a busy day, there'd be a thousand people watching Tarkov. And that's where I come from. That's the time where I come from. And like, we never thought back then, oh, we've only got a thousand viewers in the category. Like, what are that, you know, oh, we're not doing very well. Like, that wasn't what it was all about. It was, you know, it was like, we were playing this game that was, was completely different to anything else that we'd ever played. And, and we was just having, you know, we was just trying to have exciting fights and, and do cool stuff and beat the game and be successful in the game and stuff like that. And, and there was none of this like, I don't know where it's come from. I genuinely don't know where it's come from. Like this whole concept of Tarkov has to be busy on Twitch for it to be considered to be enjoyable or doing well or, or I don't really understand it to be honest. Um, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last yeah, it's, few weeks. It's complicated. I think like there's a lot of this that's come from, I mean, it's come from the content community and from the streaming community in general. And I think there is, even if people don't mean there to be, I feel like there is kind of like um, almost a bit of like, well, you know, if you're a streamer, then you kind of want the numbers to be high because it's kind of impacts you sort of. It's like, you know, I don't think people necessarily like mean to be selfish, but I think there's there's an element of that in there that's sort of just come through by accident, right? It's just like, oh, well, you know, I love streaming this game and the game's falling in popularity. So like that just, it just sucks, right? You're just thinking, well, this is partly my livelihood and I want people to watch it and I want people to enjoy watching it. I want lots of people to enjoy playing it. Um, and I think that's probably where it comes from. I do, I do think, you know, I think it's been said before that everybody wants the best of the game and the people just disagree on what the best is, um, which is, mm-hmm. which is the interesting thing. But, um, I, I think you're quite right that people have, people who are like solely focused on like copy sold and that kind of stuff are like honing in on like a very narrow, um, a narrow version of success. They're just focusing in on financial success. Right. I, I can make an analogy to, you know, an individual who is either, getting paid you know a wage for a job they hate um a good salary right maybe they make a make a decent living but they are in a job they hate or you know they get paid half and they're doing their life's work and they absolutely love every day right well that person in the second scenario is probably you know that's success in their eyes you know yeah making twice yeah, the yeah. money but working a job that you hate right you're still going to be miserable and unhappy it doesn't, doesn't matter and so in you know that, but then people are going oh but look at this guy look he's making all this money like isn't you know surely he's successful here and, you know the dude's like well no but i'm miserable right it's like i'd rather be doing this thing than getting paid half the amount because that's what i want to do it's the same thing but in in terms of in terms of eft in my view yeah no yeah i'm that's a really good analogy um yeah exactly you're, you're exactly right i'm really glad that you put it that way because you know having having more money or having more anything doesn't always mean better you know but we mm. we sort of have grown up in this society where more money is is the best like it's it's mm-hmm. always better to have more money and money is the 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 savior of our all of our problems uh, or the solver of our problems i should say um but that's like you say that's not always the case and um and and yeah the analogy of 
the comparison between two people, one's doing a job that they absolutely love and they're just about, you know, paying the bills, but they're having a great time every day versus the guy that's, you know, working 16 hours a day and is absolutely miserable, has got no time for his family or, or to do fun things that he likes to do. Like, who's successful, really? Who, who is actually successful out of those two? Um, and again, that comes down to your own personal concept of success, like, which is exactly. how this conversation started. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting yeah. to think about, for sure. I guess, I guess given, given we're kind of on the topic, of, we've sort of, like, danced around the issue, but, um, you know, it, is, it, is, it has been interesting to see the tweet that you, that you posted out onto Twitter. You know, it's, it's been absolutely <laughs> fascinating. I actually, like, I went through it again today just to remind myself of some of the stuff. I, my favourite response was tweaks, actually. He just said, oh, Dan, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, you know, because he clearly like fully appreciates and understands like exactly what you're saying here but he's just like my boy you've <laughs> you really sent you've really sent this one out to rustle everyone up yeah um, I, I guess for the uninitiated do you mind if i just read the tweet verbatim yeah yeah go for it okay tarkov dying in in quotes might actually be the best thing to happen to it in years i mean look at what the opportunity what the popularity bloom of 0.12 brought with it. BSG always said EFT would be a niche game for a specific target audience. So if we're going back to our roots, that should be celebrated. So yeah, I, <laughs> I to me, you know, just, yeah, no, be honest, man. Honestly, like you're not going to offend me or upset me. Just, well, speak, I mean, speak your mind. To, to me, it's just, when I see someone put, you know, use quotes and then, and, and the way you did, you know, you put, you know, quote, dying quote, you know, it, it's, I don't know. I feel like you can infer some meaning from that and not take, take what you're saying so literally, you know, because I don't believe you were being, uh, very, extremely literal. Am I well, right no, that's or wrong? What the quotes are for. That, it was right. Yeah, I mean, this is why I made the video on it, because, you know, it was quite clear straight away that the meaning of the tweet wasn't like I, ha I hadn't done a, a great job in putting across what I actually was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I explained all this in the video as well. And obviously, Twitter's character limit of 240 or something, yeah, yeah. something like that, like there's, it's really difficult to it put is. across everything that you want to say. Um, I could have used a tweet longer uh thingy like sure sure like i could have done that um but at the same time i think i think i did want to get people talking as well like i wanted i wanted that tweet to gain traction um because i wanted it to be something that people spoke about um and i did sort of i did attract some fire you know <laughs> and i hold my hands up and, and admit that no it definitely wasn't the best way to open up that conversation. I 100% agree, which is why I followed it up with the video. And, and the first 60 seconds of the video, I say, like, I, I, I feel like I explained everything um, in that first 60 seconds. I essentially say um, that having a smaller, more focused player base um, that is providing feedback that's useful for the devs mm -hmm. makes better for the game in the long run than having a much larger noisier player base which is right. much uh, more chaotic in the sense of like um 
you know, a lot of these players are coming from games that might not hold the same values as Tarkov. And I see it every single day, these things trying, almost trying to be like shoehorned into the game. And we have seen changes over the last couple of years. For example, things like movement speed, uh, things like the weight system. Like the weight system was implemented and there was an uproar. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, and this is a personal opinion, like me personally, I loved the weight system when it first came out because I had to make, I had to make decisions. I was like, all right, am I going to pick this weapon up? Or am I going to take right. this stuff? Or am I going to you know, do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to... Excuse me. Bring a teammate with me who's who you know will watch my back while I whilst I loot all this stuff and become heavy and that sort of thing. And like we had that for a very limited time, and there was this massive uproar. And then all of a sudden we had no weight system. It was just back to normal, and then there was none of this. Like you didn't have to think anymore. You could just loot and fill your bag and go on with your day. And you know, I think changes like that that have happened over the years, like they. I think they have kind of frustrated me in a way because I, I see I'm watching BSG and I'm playing their game and I'm watching the devs and, and they're making these changes. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like really vocal, like outcry, like, Oh, this is the worst thing in the world. Like we shouldn't, this shouldn't happen. And then it gets reverted. And it's like, well, we haven't really given it a chance yet. We haven't seen mm. where that could go, where that system could go or, or, or mechanic could go. And, you know, I, rather than, rather than have this like massive, and that's that's the sort of spirit of the tweet and the spirit of what I was trying to say is like rather than have these massive outcries from a lot of players who might not necessarily understand what Tarkov is trying to be and the direction of the game, you know, having the, the hardcore player base, the guys that have been there for a long time that understand the, vis- the vision of the game, having them there and, and communicating to BSG their feelings about the game may have been more constructive in the long in the long run do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and obviously i've just spoken about that thing for like 10 minutes you can imagine how difficult it would be to squeeze that into so many characters yeah and try and get that tweet off the ground as well because we all know how social media works you know you can say something really important and and it just gets ignored nobody sees it because it doesn't get anyone's attention it could be really really important you could be you could post the cure to to you know whatever uh, you know, disease, for example, you could post this cure. And if, if it's not like, if it doesn't grab people's attention, like mm. that tweet just disappears. It just, you know, and I know it's an extreme example, yeah. but I hope you understand what yeah. I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, you know, to get an idea out there and to get traction, especially as like a smaller creator that I class myself as, like I'm not this huge voice. Um, you know, you do need to kind of rustle some jimmies. Um, <laughs> and it was a very, very hard balance. And, you know, I sat there hovering over the, over the mm-hmm, tweet button mm-hmm. for, for a long time. I was like, we all have been there. I need, exactly. You know, I <laughs> needed to make sure that, and it was, it was tough. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people spoke out against me. And I, I feel like a lot of the people who did kind of speak out against me, I don't think they fully understood what I was trying to say. Right. That's when the video came, and then they were already, they'd already made their minds up. They, yeah. they were like, I'm not watching this video. I don't care what you have to say. Like you said, and, and, you know, the ironic thing about it is that these guys, these guys were saying these things for a long time. Tarkov is dead. Tarkov is dead. It's not worth playing anymore. And then when I say, oh, well, maybe that's a good thing. Oh, you can't say that. And, oh, and all this, you know, this whole thing came. 
came up and it was, it was kind of i don't know if hypocritical or ironic is the right word but it i just sort of took that and was like well maybe it's a good thing for the for the long term of the game you know what you guys are saying and it was all like oh you can't say that that oh, you know we don't like you anymore they probably didn't like me in the first place that's absolutely fine um, <laughs> but, you know it's it, i was just taking what was already being said and then try yeah. and, and say maybe we can make the best of this and maybe we can see the good side of this but it was completely just twisted on its head and and you know i think a lot of people did understand what i was trying to say and yeah like for those guys like, i appreciate that but you know it was a really it was a really hard point to get across in such a small space of time and once you once you've pissed people off you know human nature they they tend to stop listening so it was you know i did yeah, i don't of... know it's it, yeah it's a complicated thing i i I thought that the opening of the tweet was quite clever, to be honest with you. Um, and, and that's not just because you're sat here, but I thought it was quite good because I quite like the fact that you said, like, yeah, every, literally everybody had been saying, game's dead, dead game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which I kind of weird. It's like, you know, I know people could be impartial and all that stuff, but, like, you know, if, it's, if you want to be streaming EFT and that's your, like, main game and, and that kind of thing, then, like, you can voice your opinions in a better way. You don't have to just, like... I don't know, because somebody said it, it's like, you know, it's fine if one person just says, yeah, you know, the, game, the game's dying or whatever, and it just becomes, you know, one or two people talking about it. But when there's like a, a critical mass of people, you actually do start to put off new players and that kind of thing. Like, it becomes like this is the community vibe now because there's so many people talking about it. And so I do think that, like, people have to be a little careful about that, especially if they are interested in the longevity of the game and do, do believe in the game broadly speaking you know maybe not the, the current direction and stuff so you know there's better there's better ways to voice your frustration than, than that because i think it puts the community in a bad light um yeah but uh yeah. but i mean otherwise like yeah everybody was saying it and so i think to bring it into the tweet to be like well you guys are saying that it's a dead well this is this is what's happening and this is the reason why um and i thought it was um i actually thought yeah i thought it was quite <laughs> it's quite good to be honest but, yeah the people taking it literally yeah like, well dan doesn't actually want the game to die right like that's obvious like, yeah oh dan on. wants the game to die like dude i've been here since 2017 <laughs> like i've you know with the help of the community i've built a career around tarkov like obviously yeah. my number one job is as a content creator as a streamer but it's you, you can't deny the fact that obviously i am I'm so deep in Tarkov and I have put in so much work. You know, you can look at my forum history from the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at like the, the materials that I've created for new players and the sheer like hundreds of new players that I've took into raids and, and explained to the, the game to. Like I've, I've put in so much work over the last four years. Um, I've literally taken one week off in four years. I've had one week off, and that was for Christmas last year, I think, or the year before. I can't even remember. Um, it's been full time. Like I have, I have fully been in the world of Tarkov for four years, mm. and I've put in so much blood, sweat, and tears into the community for people to then turn around and say, and like completely miscon- misconstrue what I'm trying to say. And when you, generally speaking, when you put something in, in like uh inverted commas you know the game is dying it's you're kind of quoting something or you are talking about something figuratively or you're you're using right uh, it, it's, it's not a literal if if i meant the talk you know if, if i meant the game dying was good literally like i don't like this game and i want it to die i wouldn't have used the inverted commas yeah. Do you know what i'm saying and, and exactly you know it 
I think a lot of people, obviously being a small creator that I am, like a lot of people haven't heard of me and they don't know my history with the game. They don't know my history within the community because I kind of, you know, I've, I've been, I've been working just sort of like keeping, keeping myself to myself and working away and helping Mm -hmm. people along the way. And I do kind of, you know, keep myself uh, sort of under the radar a little bit. You know, I'm not like this massive voice and, and, you know, personality and stuff like that. Like I just sort of get on with it and, and do what I can, and you know, maybe because of that, it. You know, I, I always, I always thought for a while, like I wondered, how would that tweet have been received if it was from perhaps somebody a bit more influential? Like mm-hmm. how, how you know, how would have these other creators treated those creators? Like let's say, for example, mm-hmm. uh, not saying any names, obviously. Let's say the the top EFT streamer said that exact thing. Like how would it have been received? Do you know what I'm saying? Would it have been received differently because it was from somebody that people didn't feel comfortable to speak out against um mm. you know and yeah it, it, it is pretty it is hard man like it, it's tough because you know we all like you say like we all want talk of to be the best game that it can be um everyone's idea of what the best game is is obviously yeah you know, that's everyone's it's subjective isn't it in a lot of ways um you know and it was it was really frustrating as well, uh, and I'm glad that you mentioned the thing about other creators kind of creating this echo chamber. Um, and we, you know, there was certain videos that went out saying about how you know they they don't want to play the game anymore, and there was all this stuff like you know I don't I don't know if people truly understand how harmful that has been. You know, like you guys were saying. If something's said enough, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? If something's yeah. said over and over and over and over and over again, it kind of becomes true if it's said enough. And I think in a lot of ways, that put a lot of people off. And obviously, there are you know there have been a lot of new games coming out lately um, that people are wanting to play and wanting to try and and having breaks from Tarkov and all that sort of thing. That that's like that's completely fine. That's completely healthy. And um, the content uh, this wipe has been arguably uh fairly um there hasn't been as much content like different things changing with regards to things added to the game as there have been in previous wipes and stuff like that um, but let's not forget about covid and lockdown and how difficult it's been for bsg yeah. to like work from home and work remotely and that sort of thing as well um but it, you know i think we as creators you know we definitely need to respect the fact that we have a responsibility to our communities and to the game community as a whole like we need to be respectful and, and understand the impact that the things that we do and say have, you know, and it's, yeah. yeah it, I, I completely you know. agree. I completely agree. It's like, um, you know, if you're fed up with the game or whatever, you can say, look, I don't like the direction or whatever, and then you take a break and then you step away and you come back. But it's just the, yeah, the people who are, you know, playing the game day in, day out, and they're just like nonstop just repeating the same thing, you know, game's dead, game's dead, this is awful, look at this, no loot, no loot, you know, dynamically, oh, the game's dynamically dying, blah, 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 all the hilarious, <laughs> hilarious yeah, yeah, things God. that people have been saying about Dynamic it. Dynamic like, viewership. crazy. I think I was talking to the church about it um, last time, and I just said, you know, it's a really bad sign that I've basically stopped going on Twitter as much, and I'm back on Reddit more. Um, that's like... <laughs> I mean, that's the start days <laughs> when, when you spend more time that's on Reddit than you do on the talk on Twitter. Because it really, like, it got, it starts to just, like, I just, I just can't, I just don't read this stuff. It's just boring. Like, just, yeah. we know how you feel about it, so that's fine. Like, why, you know, and it, maybe I'm, I don't know, it's just, like, different types of players, right? But, like, this white for me, yeah, there's been less content, but I've enjoyed the experience of getting to 20 without, you know, without the flea. It's been different. It's kind of like, 
sort of like last wipe but like how last wipe should have been if bitcoin didn't go mental you know and a few other changes like it's kind of all right i actually don't mind playing just like a regular eft wipe where there's nothing too crazy it's just like okay here's a here's a normal wipe we just go through and it's like we just play the game and it's fine and i think it's sort of um i think you alluded to this earlier which is that yeah there's not that much content but you just like make your you know you make the game what you want of it and the gameplay is still still great so yeah. you know and um Things I mean, that I've said before previously, it's just like, yeah, in other games, people don't worry about, you know, quests or anything like that. And like PUBG, there's no quest. Call of Duty, there's no quest. People just play the game and they, they, they play it and it's fun and that's it and they stop, right? Whereas like Tarkov's got progression and stuff. And so people get obsessed with like extra content and all this kind of stuff. Like yeah, if, yeah, if there yeah. were no quests or anything, like the game would still function just fine, right? You can still play the game and enjoy it. You know, it's people like get so obsessed with the out of raid stuff that they forget that like the in raid experience on its own is like, you know, perfectly playable like it's totally mm-hmm. fine <laughs> yeah and if you get bored of that it's that's no there's no problem with that like it yeah. i it does i do get a vibe of like well i'm not enjoying it so no one else is allowed to enjoy it like i mm. i do kind of see that vibe kind of circulating and that is that is pretty frustrating um you know if, like you say if you don't if you're not enjoying it then you don't have to play it uh yeah and as a content creator like the clues in the name like it's your job to create content you know you don't like yes it is a lot more difficult um or a lot more challenging to create content when let's say for example the game's going through a stale patch but that's like Mm. that's the challenge that's that's the job right yeah you know as a content creator it is your job to create the content and you can't rely on you know just what's happening in the game like you i think it's really important to be able to like see what's happening in the game or see what's not happening in the game and go right you know, this is what we can do. Look at Evasion, for example. The the guys over at Evasion that um, organize all the tournaments and the events, like they're like, right, cool. We're two, three yeah. months in. Um, everyone's, you know, a lot of players are sort of higher level now. They can start competing in these different events and stuff. And they use that time. Like they've done such an amazing job. And this is coming from someone like, I don't really particularly agree at the moment um, that, that tournaments are the... How do I put this? How do I word this without getting in trouble again? Um, <laughs> for me, Tarkov's not a competitive game. You know, I don't participate in tournaments because for me it's, personally, I don't feel like the game is ready to be played competitively. It wasn't and, built from the ground up to be an eSports title. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying for a second, guys, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that tournaments shouldn't happen or people shouldn't enjoy yeah, tournaments yeah. or people shouldn't events. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, guys. Please don't take that from what I'm saying. But for me personally, like, I don't participate in these events because if, if I get competitive, like, I get competitive. Like, mm-hmm. I am all in. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I couldn't, like, I don't want to, to, you know, lose out on, like, tournament points because of a bug. I don't want to lose out on tournament points because someone teleported around the corner and shot me in uh-huh. the face. Like that would annoy me. And so I save myself from that frustration by not being competitive, mm-hmm. right? In in Tarkov's environment. That said, you know, I think it's absolutely amazing the work that Evasion uh Sigma and the guys have done. Uh, you know, they 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 get to like the halfway mark through the wipe, everyone's sort of like, oh now what's going on? And then they're like, right, here's all these events, you know, yeah. and and I think that's amazing. I think it's absolutely awesome. Like they are creating content. They exactly. are creating things happening. They're putting their own events on and they're, they're, they're making things happen. And that is like, I have so much respect for that. Um, it, what I don't have respect for is, oh, there's nothing to do and let's all be doom and gloom about it because 
like nobody wants that nobody wants that negativity and you know that's not the way to in my opinion to to go about business um but you know yeah it's like it is what it is <laughs> if you're gonna criticize the game fine criticize the game but if you're just gonna sit there and and essentially just hate you know just sort of spread a negative message you know where's the value in that and it just sort of like becomes this bandwagon thing where it's like yeah it you're right the game is dying guys you know and it's like may you know if it, if you're gonna say it's dying because of x you know fine but but you know you can still provide a little bit maybe maybe a little bit more constructive criticism i, I think would be sufficient yeah and the one one of the main things that I saw being said was like there's no loot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no loot. The game. There's no loot in the game. All the loot's gone, and that's it. And there was me going, "Hey guys, we've been presented a challenge. Everyone's saying that there's no loot. Let's go find the loot." And lo and behold, like we were making, we were making money. We were, we were finding out. You know, we've we've designed like a. Uh, a little loot route that we call it on woods now we're like we i'd never played woods really before this wipe mm-hmm. and what it's what it's done is gone like okay um we've we've taken loot away from these places you know bsg like go and find it elsewhere and i i basically you know as a creator as a as a tarkov player you reach a fork in the road and it's like do i a um meet this challenge and try and find ways to overcome it and try and find ways to like inform people and say, Hey guys, you can do this instead. I know that it's pretty quiet over here right now, but you can do stuff here instead. You know, there's, there's a whole game in front of us to, to work with, you know, it, it was either a go and do that or B go to Twitter and complain that my favorite map didn't have the very specific GPU spawn that I wanted to rush for six hours a day. Do you know what I'm saying? And what yeah. that inspired me to do, I was like, hey guys, where are you finding loot? And, and a couple of the guys in the chat were like, oh, how about woods? Why don't we go do some cash runs? And like, we've designed this like little route that we use now when we do scab armies and stuff to, you know, we'll go and hit all the caches and we'll check all the different loot spots. And like, we've managed to find some crazy loot spots that we didn't even know about before, like M4s spawning on top of rocks and M4s spawning inside like SUVs and loads of different valuable spawns that you just never would have thought about before. And it's, it, you know, it's, I guess it depends on, on which way you want to meet the challenge. And, and Tarkov is all about challenge as well. Like if you can imagine the way that the game is going now with all the different changes that we're seeing, like Tarkov is going to be more and more dynamic. If you like now, dynamic has been turned into a kind of dirty <laughs> word. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know, dynamic viewership, dynamic loot, dynamic this, blah, blah, blah. But like, dyna- like the essence of dynamic is like ever-changing and evolving. Yeah. And I think as Tarkov players, we need to be dynamic ourselves and we need to be um, flexible and we need to like, you know, we're going to be presented with challenges and there's not going to be like an easy way to overcome it. We're like, oh, you know, it's really, really tough to get through this location on my own. Maybe I should team up with somebody. Maybe someone can help me, mm-hmm. you know, take out this particular enemy or scab boss or, you know, clear this part of the map or, or, or whatever. Um, and that's what, yeah. that's what I think Tarkov is encouraging us to do. It's like problem-solving simulator in a lot of ways. You know, you either mm-hmm. solve the problem or you go and complain about it. And I guess that's the sort of divide, really, in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, it's, it's strange. I mean, you, you alluded to this before, but I mean, church, like pretty much this probably comes up every podcast these days, which is just like, you know, games are interesting when there are decisions to be made, right? You alluded to this with the weight system thing. You were like, oh, before there was no decision. And now I have to choose between do I take the guy's stuff and now I'm going to be really slow and this kind of thing. It's just like, you know, that's where, yeah, that's where the fun and the enjoyment, well, yeah, it's more like the, the enjoyment and the challenge of the game comes in. It's quite satisfying because it's, you know, you make your decisions and it's like you're saying, you know, it's like everyone knows where all the loot is, but now they've changed it and now there's new places and everyone's going out to explore and trying to find it. The community is getting together to figure out what these new places are. Um, you know, you hear other content creators talking about it as well. You know, oh, there's a spawn for this here, there's a spawn for this there. And, you know, people are finding stuff all over the place and it's and it's that thing of stuff changes and then you meet the challenge and that's what makes the game entertaining not just doing the same thing over and over again um you know we talked about it a bit even in terms of like insurance right beforehand you just insure everything every game no matter what just everything um but like is that interesting not really right it's like it's is it to, to be like hmm should i insure this or that hmm, i don't know actually is this going to get taken uh Maybe not. Okay, I'll ensure this piece or like, you know, and there's still some tweaks to be made because some of the stuff's way too expensive. But that's kind of what the testing's about, right? Just like a, exactly as you said, having like a weight system where you don't have to think about it at all is less interesting than having a weight system that makes you, forces you to make different decisions. Um, and with this loop thing, people are going to different areas of the map, you know, BSG are forcing different player pathways around the maps, that kind of thing. Because, you know, some of the maps before had very, very clear and delineated kind of stages routes people would go through the same routes over and over and over and over again but now they're kind of mixing it up a bit maybe people aren't going to the locked rooms and even if at the moment yeah people think well there's no loot in the locked rooms that's that sucks and they probably do need structurally to do something about that in a clever way um but for the time being anyway you know it must be interesting for BSG to see people going kind of all over the place not going to the hotspots going to other other areas maybe there's not enough fighting you know maybe that'll be one of the uh, the outcomes who knows um but it's it's different and it's changing stuff up and it's yeah it's interesting interesting yeah and i think i think a lot of the concept of there not being very many people playing and stuff like that is that they're not seeing people on the same routes anymore like for example mm. you know if tech light's not spawning gpus anymore mm -hmm. you're probably not going to see people at tech light but because players have been doing the same thing for so long right and now it's changed it's like oh there's there's no one at tech light that means that no one's playing or there's there's no you know there's no loot in this particular place anymore therefore there's no loot anywhere do you know what i'm saying and yeah i think yeah. we can i think we can all definitely agree that the labs loot was pretty much completely removed in a lot of ways like there you know there, there was nothing yeah. there um and you know i was hoping that that would encourage p players to go and play other maps because there's there's a whole game out there there's a whole environment you know there's mm -hmm. there's uh what five other maps um you know or four or five other maps you know go and go and play those maps go and explore those locations you know go different places and i know that labs is exciting and it's got the best loot and it's got the the most xp from the from the raiders and sure. like the pvp there's the most exciting and engaging because everyone's super juicy and really skilled and stuff like that um but again we need to remember like what is tarkov trying to be is tarkov trying to be a, an arena-based um, PvP game or is Tarkov trying to be a, a you know, an, a first-person online hardcore realistic action RPG slash simulator, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, we need to remember what the game is, is, is trying to be. And it all goes back to that original vision. Um, and I think that with the, the patch 12 um, increase in popularity where there's a lot of people that came to the game and they saw this like oh, wow, this is where everyone goes to do PvP and PvP is the most exciting thing to happen in the game and, and all that sort of thing. Like, that has kind of, like, 
when when that's taken away, players are a little bit like, oh, what well, what's going on? Like this is really different. We're not really used to this. Um, there's no PvP, and that's the only reason why I play the game and and stuff like that. Um, like we we all need to remember that Tarkov is an RPG first and foremost. Like it, that is the first. Um, that is the very first like genre described in the official description from mm-hmm. BSG. Like they are saying, our game when it is finished will be this and. You know, I think we we always need to like refer back to that when we think about the changes in the game and the decisions yeah. that BSG are making, and and it it kind of helps you rationalize in a way rather than going, oh, I'm so frustrated about that change. If you think about the description of Tarkov, you go, hmm, okay, so it's actually maybe because of this, and and it's going to encourage players to do that, and it's going to be this you know dynamic evolving sort of you know world uh, in a way. Yeah, and I, and I think there's value in having dynamic loot because a lot of times the loot drives players to certain locations right so like like you're saying your analogy you know if gpus always spawn at tech light then that drives all the players to that location um which has value there but then also it's like then the game mode or map becomes so stale and boring it's so predictable right you know so it's like the I see the value in having dynamic loot is that you may never know when a fight could break out, you know, because you're constantly searching the map. Fights could happen, you know, anywhere in places that you've maybe never experienced before, which adds so much more replayability to the game. Um, so I think there's kind of Absolutely. value in both, especially in dynamic loot. And then the other thing I want to comment on is how I sort of saw this playing out on Twitter at the time and not really realizing it is like, Twitter, you know, there were some voices on Twitter that was saying dynamic loot is killing the game because there's no loot. And then there was other to- voices was like, no, you're wrong. There's plenty of loot. Look at all this loot. And it was like, apparently there was something going on with labs that wasn't happening on other maps. You know, there was sort of like, and instead of, I guess, like working together or maybe perhaps frustration from one side i don't know it's the the tone sort of changed from like the game is dying you know instead of like sort of creating and sourcing maybe a potential bug or something i don't know you know something happened instead of sort of like sourcing that to bsg it just sort of got lost in all the noise and it really became uh not very valuable i guess yeah Absolutely, and you, you you're bang on the money. Um, it is noise. It is a lot of uh, chaos. That's that's kind of not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's we need to look at what we've been presented, and then and then do our best to kind of you know overcome that challenge. Like, oh, there's no loot in this location anymore. Let's look for it elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's 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 the fork in the road. You know, you either you either overcome the challenge or you, you go and complain on it, complain about it on Reddit or Twitter. You yeah. Know? And we need to remember as well, obviously, that our, what we say, it does have an impact on the community because a lot of these guys uh, are, are, you know, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but they're like role models. You know, people look up to mm-hmm. um, a lot of the content creators and, and, and streamers and YouTubers and everything else. A lot of people like aspire to be like that person. And when they are uh, having these kind of like, they're putting these conversations out there and they're, they're saying um, these kind of damaging things about, about the game and, and they're, they're sort of showing their, their communities and their player base like 
this is how you deal with changes in the game. You just go and complain about it rather than, you know, pull your, pull your socks up and go, right, let's, let's see if we can get through this and let's see if we can find a, a way to, you know, benefit from, from the changes that are happening. And, and, and I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say that I did the right thing. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to try and make it like me versus anybody else. But like, in my opinion, us as a community looking at that, looking at the challenges with the loot and going and looking for it elsewhere and then going, oh, wow, there actually is stuff around Tarkov. You just got to go and look for it. It's in different places. Um, you know, I, I, for me personally, I think that that was the more um, valuable way to approach the situation um, in, the, in the long term. Yeah. You know? Exactly. There's, some, there's like, there's, there's a part of me that does actually feel sorry a bit for people who just kind of want to PvP, but they don't really, they want to do it in the Tarkov because they love the gunplay, they love the, you know, the way that the, the sort of loot system works and that kind of thing. And that, I do actually feel for that kind of player, you know, if you're not just going to complain and say, well, oh, it's loot and loot's killing the game and blah, 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 but you're just like, well, the game that I want to play is like, it's slowly moving away from that. I do kind of feel sorry for them because they're like, well, I can't play anything else because there's nothing else that has the buzz that Tarkov does, <laughs> but the game is slowly moving away from what I want. And that actually is why I'm really excited, not just for me, but for the whole community, for the arena mode. And I actually hope that they do it sooner rather than later because for, for me, that will basically give that kind of player an outlet for what they want and what they're looking for within the Tarkov universe that will be you know, connected incidentally to the main game, but separate enough from it that it won't affect players who want to play it in a different way and want to play the full game with all the looting and the bigger maps and you know, all of that kind of stuff, like the proper ARPG style. Because um, I actually think those two things could work really, really well. You know, if that does actually get released and it is good and they've got high performance servers with smaller maps and it's, you know, it's much more aggressive in terms of PvP, you're going to get into a fight straight away. So kind of a little bit like old factory, right? But like the game, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with leaderboards and stuff. And I think like having both could actually end up working super, super well for the game, honestly. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it from the community perspective, actually, rather than just for myself, because I'm definitely not the best PvP out then. But, you know, I'd be definitely down to try it. Um, but I think some people like that who are sad the game's slowly slipping away from them for what they actually want to play. I think that might revitalize it for them. I hope it does anyway, because um, I do feel sorry for those people who have, feel like they've had their outlet for what they want to do, like removed a bit. Um, I, I do. I do feel for them a bit. Yeah, I, I definitely empathize as well. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I've, I've never said. I've, I've never I've never said, like, if you like PvP, then you're playing the wrong game. I've never said that. Um, you know, I, I enjoy a good fight as as much as the next guy. Like mm-hmm. it's exciting and and putting yourself up against other players and and you know seeing who comes out on top, seeing who who succeeds. Um, and the risks involved. Obviously, you're risking your gear. You're risking having to go back to the lobby and re-gear. And and you know that like if I die, I have to do all this again. I have to load into a new raid, and and it's going to cost me. Like I love that stuff, man. It's so exciting, and you know it it keeps me coming back to the game. And and I'm always. You know, I'm always like mindful of of other players in the game and going, oh, should we engage this guy or should we leave him alone and and survive and go, you know, it is exciting. Of course it is. And yeah, I think arena mode is going to be. I think arena will be really, really good, really, really good because it will give players like it will. I think some people think it's going to like divide the player base, like split the player base. But in some ways, like having those guys that love those, um, you know, more. intense and like fast-paced gameplay like if, if they you know if they have the arena to go and like compete against each other and and love that side of the game and then you got the guys that want to do like the free roam stuff and they want to do like story mode and help other people uh, help other players and like interact with the community in that way like 
these guys can go off and do that. And I, I think I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really, really healthy. And um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited as well because I'll definitely be dipping my toes and, and getting my ass kicked and, you know, having a good time, man, because that's what it's all about, you know, and, it, and for sure, I, I think... I think Arena, and I, I kind of feel for BSG as well in a way. Like, I, I wish Arena was, like, ready now. Like, I wish mm-hmm. I wish that Arena was ready when all these players kind of came to the game. And yeah. We, and we went from, like, pre-patch 12 to post-patch 12. I wish Arena was there from the get-go because then it would, it would give these players an outlet. It would give these right. players that that want those fights to you know they can go and experience that and they can go and enjoy that and and entertain their communities in the way that they want to entertain their communities um sadly tarkov well i mean tarkov is a game in development like you 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 know you load up the game as a big orange banner <laughs> this game is in development like things will change and you know it, it's, it's really important for us as as players and as community members and as like personalities within the Tarkov community, it is really important for us to remember that and just kind of like be a bit more responsible in the way that we like, you know, uh, present our ideas and present our feedback. And, you know, that again, going back to what we were saying about being an emissary, like that's what that's all about. It's just taking people's feedback and turning mm-hmm. it into, into useful, uh, actionable um, information. Um, yeah, and yeah, it, it is tough. And there's definitely passion in the Tarkov community, which is amazing. You know, there is definitely passion and, and um, you know, people want the game to be the best it can be. And, you know, I think we're all, I think at the end of the day, we'll all be united. You know, once Arena comes out and, you know, I think we will we will all be united in the end. Um, but it, yeah, it is, I mean, we're all gamers at the end of the day. We're all, you know, mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, it can, <laughs> you know, we, we do get a bit spicy. Uh, but we all are we are all united by by the, our love for Tarkov, and I think BSG will get it right, man. I, I genuinely believe that BSG will get it right, and the game will be it will have everything that it should have in the end. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely excited for sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. The future is well, exciting. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, exactly the future is exciting. It's, um... I think I've like kind of well, we're probably going to wrap up soon. It's just mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think I've covered everything. Church, is there anything else you want to like touch on before we, uh, before we just kind of like you know finish up and uh, um, get on with this day? Maybe another time we'll we'll have you have to help me swallow some baby food at BST trying to feed me with weapon <laughs> jams, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I just oh, wef- we can speak about weapon malfunctions if you want. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know if time will allow us, but uh, no, I just want I just want to say a couple of things. One is like, um, you know, kind of speaking from a a bit more on the shift W side of things, and, and it's funny because I'm reminded of a time when I first joined your stream, Dan, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but you were probably not. You were playing Woods, and there was a guy near the shore where like the scab boat is and he was like behind the rocks or something and you made a comment you were like oh, i'm gonna do something i really don't want to do this and you basically just like shift w'd him and killed him and then i was i was watching it and i was just kind of like what is he talking about you know what i mean <laughs> and i asked you and you were like yeah i really don't like playing like that but sometimes you know you just gotta do it it's 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 um yeah but anyways i i can see from my own experiences when you when the goal is to i want to have good fights and that goal doesn't happen either it gets interrupted 
you know, someone's camping, crabbing, there's, you can't find the PvP, then, you know, I could see why you'd be frustrated. But when the game's goal is, you know, Nikita himself is like, I want you to have an ex- un- unforgettable experience. You can't really have that with static and, you know, predictable gameplay, I guess. Um, so I sort of, like, realized that and just came to realization, like, you know, if I'm only looking for good fights, I'm not always going to get that. And I could probably just play, just speaking from my, just speaking for myself, I, you know, I feel like other games probably do PvP better you know in the terms maybe not in the terms like tarkov mechanics but just sort of like facilitating you know like an arena and um like we were saying you know with hopefully eventually we'll get that arena and we can um experience that but no i mean uh yeah dan thanks for so much for coming on the show man i mean it's been it's been great having you on and getting to hear from you again and and whatnot. yeah my pleasure thank you for inviting me um just as a just as a quick one yeah go ahead um I really like what you're saying about, you know, you said about people crabbing or being sneaky or camping or whatever <laughs> yeah. and, and, stuff, and stuff like that. Like, it, I think as, as players, like, and I've, I've been through this myself, and it is really easy to, like, project our own frustrations onto, onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, say, for example, you see it all the time, like, oh, I got, I got ratted by this guy on Interchange. You know, I, I just killed 12 guys and killer and I was, I was sprinting to the extract and mm-hmm. I got rat. And it's like, well, you know, it, you, you're sort of projecting the fact that you got killed by this guy and, and saying that this guy's in the wrong for killing you right? because he wasn't playing in the way that you wanted him to play. I'm not saying that's you. I'm not saying you're doing that. No, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Sort of general vibe. You know, I, I see a lot. And, you know, if, if I hear somebody sprinting, like I'll stop what I'm doing and I I will look. I will say, okay, I've got some nice hard cover here. They're sprinting towards me, you know. If worse comes to worse, I want to make sure I've got some hard cover next to me. So I, I'll, you know, I'll have a little look, get my weapon ready, and if I see them and kill them, you know, I've just spent probably four seconds preparing for this guy to come around the corner, and then mm-hmm. I let's say I get the kill. The thing, the first thing that goes through that guy's head is, OMG, that guy's <laughs> been there for half an hour. You know, and I will say on stream, like I, I will say to the guys in the chat, you know, I did it yesterday. Um, I sprinted over to dorms. I, I, you know, straight over the road, smashed it over to dorms. And as I got to the little like ice cream shop, like the little convenience store thingy, someone opened the bottom door, the bottom floor door on three story and they came out and I heard them open the door. They started walking out towards me. I shot them in the face. Now. In a vacuum, from their perspective, it seems as though I was sitting there for the whole raid waiting for him to come out, right? Mm-hmm. But I had literally, literally just, I, I hadn't even let go of the W key at that point. I just aimed, they came out the door, I shot him in the face, I carried on with my day. And it's all, a, you know, it, it is really easy to fall into that trap of like, oh, this guy did this and he killed me. Like, but we've really, you know, as players, when we are in this like hazardous environment of Tarkov, like, we need to think, okay, I was making a lot of noise or I was, maybe I should have checked my corners a bit better or I should have pied this, I should have, you know. And I think going through these experiences and being self-aware and going, oh, yeah, you know, I, I should have thought about it this way. Like, it really helps us to all become better players in the end. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it is annoying when, you, you know, you've just killed 25 guys and you're on the way out and someone kills you from a bush. Yeah, of course it would be. You know... 
<laughs> you know, it's, he, it's a great raid for him. Yeah, you know, it's a great raid for him because he he you know he used his tactics to take you out and and yeah, it is annoying, man. It is annoying, but there's always the next raid. You know, it's it's tough, but shit happens. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, Tarko, how many how many matches on on card or battlefield do you remember? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how many how many matches do you actually remember? Yeah. And then how many raids do you remember? Like, I could I could play a week of COD and not remember anything that happens. But like mm-hmm. in in Tarkov, there's like things happening all the time, and it's you know it affects you in in that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a trashy uh, show on TV versus you know a literary <laughs> classic. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah, you could watch like a series that's like you know, mediocre and someone can ask you like, Oh, what happened in the series? And you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you could, you could watch something else or like experience something else and, and be able to like recite it word for word because it's like stuck in your mind and, and really affected you and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I think it's, I think what Tarkov does really well is it, it you know, everything is important. Every raid counts. Um, and, you know, we shouldn't throw away, that uh you know that vibe from the game you know in my opinion yeah some of my most memorable raids did not go the routes of me killing 12 guys and extractive killer you know something very unfortunate happened to me like maybe i threw that grenade and it didn't land where i thought it landed and i pushed my own grenade and died you know that was a great raid (laughs) but at the time it was very frustrating Exactly, and you can look back at that and laugh and and share that as a story with yeah. your friends and and your guys and you know yeah who you know, that's the difference, man. Who cares what happens in in other games? Like in Tarkov, when we have memorable experiences, like it sticks with us, and I think that's you know I think that's a testament to to how the game affects us as players for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the important thing that you said like a couple of minutes ago with in your description was about playing the game with an open mind, and I talk about this a lot on my channel anyway about you know. Playing deliberately, you know, you finish the raid and you think about what happened. If something went wrong, you have to think about what happened and try to, you know, work on that for next time. And it's about, you know, self-improvement and, and all sorts of other stuff, right? It's why I like to say to people, you know, record your games. Like, watch what happened. You know, even if you're not streaming or you're not content creator or whatever, record your games or have a shadow yeah. on or something. So you can watch the last few minutes, see how you died, and then say, okay, well, I know that the guy was there um, and I can work on it next time. And then it's that thing of just, like, having an open mind and not just not just going through the motions of playing and just playing for playing sake and having your brain disconnected because you won't learn anything and you'll get really frustrated. But yeah, if you're taking on the challenge and trying to change your gameplay and trying to change yourself and make yourself a better player too, then um, it makes the whole process much more worthwhile, rewarding and ultimately enjoyable for me anyway. Absolutely. I mean, as players, we do need to stay fluid, dynamic and and flexible because, you know, we need to change for Tarkov because Tarkov ain't going to change for us. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, for some people, changes have been made in the past. But, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, for, for all of us, you know, all of us, uh, you know, sort of ordinary Tarkov players, you know, the game's not going to change for us. And we need to adapt to the game. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think keeping an open mind and, and yeah, recording your gameplay and see where you can go better, you know, do better is, is definitely the way forward. Cool. Where... Uh... <laughs> Where can people find you, Dan? Where can people find you, our listeners and viewers? Well, you can find me on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Dan I'm live Tuesday to Saturday. 
I always think that I'm live Monday because we changed our schedule. But yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday through Saturday, uh, five days a week, 10 a.m. UK time. Um, yeah, and that's or yeah, that's pretty much where I am each day. So come by and look forward to uh, saying hello. <laughs> cool, man. Thank Dan. Thanks again so much for coming on the show, man. It was an absolute pleasure. I I would love to pick your brain more and and you know help feed me that. Nikita Gerber food, but uh, <laughs> maybe for another time. My pleasure. Would be my pleasure, mate. Awesome. Well, um, with that, we'll wrap the show. We'll upload this on Monday for uh, everyone to listen to. And um, yeah, see you guys next week. Oh, see you right. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>